But before we dive in, let's go to a quick word from our sponsor, the PGA of America. If you don't get pumped up for the 2018 PGA Championship after listening to this, I don't know what to tell you. Might need to call someone, get some help, maybe a therapist. All right, let's get to it. The PGA Championship. Remember us? Yeah, that's right. We're a major. Glory's last shot. The season's final major. We're out here. Still. Sure, we might not be as storied as the Masters. Maybe we lack the international flavor of the Open. And yeah, we we don't have Joe Buck and Shot Tracers on Holly Saunders' headlights. But hey, we've got some cool past champions. Remember Keegan Bradley? Oh, and there was Shawn Michael. Not the wrestler. Although, I wish it had been. That, that would have been awesome. But there's Don January and Jeff Sluman. You know, the big dogs. Look, we're trying, okay? I mean, we even did match play for a while back in the day. You guys want to try that again? Yeah? No? Yeah? No? Look, whatever. Just let us know. We're down for whatever, okay? Water finds level, right? Look, anyways... The PGA Championship is back, so get ready to hear about your local PGA Pro a lot, okay? Because that's kind of the angle we've been going with lately. Anyways, the PGA Championship. We got next. And we're back for another par train. Last major, Glory's last shot. No Cermak, only Stratnev. What's going on? Not much. I'm just so excited for this illustrious fourth and final major i said sarcasm but we'll get to that oh okay i'll wait okay uh we wish sir mac was here but uh the guy's laid up with a bum back he's got a bulging disc right now we almost call them in on his pain meds for uh entertainment purposes but also to see if he could give us a little insight for tiger um of what it's like to have a bum back and then considering his year this year but you know we're not going to because the guy's on too many painkillers He's, uh, I've got it on good authority. He's been Googling fusion a lot. Is he considering it? I mean, we've got a great use case to look at as I to mean, why it's potentially the greatest thing of all times. Why mess around with all these other surgeries when you know that fusion does it all? You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Okay. Well, you know, before, before we preview the glory's last shot, I just want to bring something up at the beginning of the season. We sat with Jason Sobel good friend of the program and we said that 2018 would be the best season in pga tour history we just felt that tiger coming back mixed with a lot of the greats potentially winning could be the most polarizing thing that golf has ever seen and have we had that uh i would say no we've had patrick creed win the masters and francesco molinari win the open so clearly it's not the greatest most exciting season ever but you know golf's the game of bounces and inches, really millimeters. Oh when you think Jesus, of Jesus, that's enough. That's enough. Impact. That's okay. Enough. Uh, back. Strat, <laughs> let me just get to the point here, Strat. It's it's almost been the best season ever. Let's look back for a second. Okay, yeah. Spieth and Ricky almost won the Masters, mm-hmm. a shot or two away. Right. Oh, yeah. DJ almost won the U.S. Open, but I think we all agree the Brooks winning back-to-back U.S. Opens was pretty fun to watch. Sure. Tiger was up there at the players. He yeah. almost won the Open. He was in the lead on a Sunday versus Spieth and Rory. That could have been the greatest Open of all time. God damn. Neither of those three ended up winning. Nope. 
He could have won the Valspar, Arnold Palmer, Quick and Loans. Jason Day's won twice. Bubba's won three times. DJ's won three times. Like, if a few of those guys got flipped around and the majors was Tiger and a Spieth or a Ricky and a DJ, we're right there. This also just goes to show you how powerful the Tiger Woods effect is. Because when he's anywhere close to hunting for a victory, the narrative is only focused on that. And it's unfortunately probably overshadowed some of the really good golf that we've seen. I mean, granted, Francesco was not, I don't think, anyone's first choice. But the guy played a phenomenal final round, and no one was talking about it. Rather, they were talking about Tiger nearly taking it on on Sunday. So I'm all for it. I don't give a shit about anyone else but Tiger. That's and you know doc- what, that's Strat, We don't really advertise this, but you really have some interesting insight and inside information when it comes to the big cat because... Your wife, Jess, we all love her, mm-hmm. used to work with him hand-in-hand hand at his foundation running those events. She did, yeah. She left right before she had hit the fan. She mm. said it was uh, it was a good time. She learned a lot. Um, has nothing but good things to say about him and his family, particularly his ex-wife. You know, it was just a little, a little too little too late. We could have exploited that relationship at, at a certain point. But uh, maybe down the line, we'll, we'll run into him. Well, you know, if she can give us inside info, what's going on with that nanny? That'd be great. That's that's for another time, though. But let's, you know, let's get into the PGA final major. And just so everybody knows, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Strat and I got a Ryder Cup trip in Palm Springs starting tomorrow morning. Big weekend. So um, we're not going to do this after Firestone. So anything that happens in WGC obviously won't be included in this. But follow our Twitter at the par train. Wow. We never do social plugs. No, there, there's the first one. Yeah. Um, uh, and you guys can and follow along with what we think. But let's talk about the PGA. I don't understand why it's like this. It's a major. But are people even excited about the PGA? I mean, we're as big of a golf nut as anybody. And I don't know if I'm really that excited. I'm not. Um, it Stratton. could be. It's synonymous with the players to me. You could tell me that it was the players this weekend. This is like one of those ones. What's the one that you always remind me of and I always forget? Whatever the tournament is, that's the FedEx Cup final. What's what's the name of that shit? I always forget. Tour what it championship. Is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that this and the players could all be the same tournament. I'd have no idea. That's how little I care. It's our responsibility, though, as the par train. You know, we gave the tour walk up music. We've given them a lot, and we're going to continue to give because that's what we do. Let's get people pumped up. Like, if people aren't pumped up, if we're not pumped up about the PGA, then a lot of people aren't. And to mention, the PGA is in my hometown in St. Louis. So if if I'm not super jacked then you know something's wrong mm-hmm. so Strat, why don't you lead it off what what do we need to do to uh get people excited about the pga okay i got a couple of ideas um first one is skeet shooting but golf style so at the turn each player this is on thursday okay each player at the turn gets five attempts to take down a clay pigeon by hitting a stinger on a par four you figure out which hole that that's going to be on and then for each clay pigeon you take down, you can take a stroke off your score. Oh, that's got to be the first time we've talked about clay pigeons. That's unfortunate. So I don't have an innovation yet, um, but I will say this. I, I have a conspiracy theory about what the PGA Championship does to try and get us excited. I think that the reason why the Wanamaker Trophy is the biggest trophy in golf is because because it's so big, it's impossible to lift. So when the winner lifts it up, they hoist it, and all the flashes of the cameras are going crazy. Guy, the winner, looks exhausted, 
And I think that's a facade they're putting on as if they just defeated an epic beast to win the final major and make it seem like there was this crazy journey. Really, it's just the size of the trophy and they're doing it to create this illusion. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Interesting take. Go ahead. I think you have another. (laughs) Yeah, I got another one. Uh, Cage match. Okay. WWE style cage match. Last two guys on the bubble of making the cut on Friday go toe to toe. You install the cage on the 18th green. You get Mankind and Undertaker to be the judges. Best man wins. Wow. Really going out of the box. Well, it needs it because in let's <laughs> clear, it's tough to watch. Don't tell that to my hometown. <laughs> I think that basically they need to continue what they've done today at the WGC where Tiger and Phil were warming up the range about 20 feet apart from each other wearing was- all black outfits. Sexual. And they need to take that the next step. It's basically Black Panther 2. There was a sneak peek of Black Panther 2 today with yeah, Phil and Tiger. a little racially charged, but carry on. <laughs> and they just need to be, you know, maybe make it a team event. You know, Tiger and yeah. Phil, same team. Boom. That's actually not a bad take. Make it like a mini Ryder Cup. That yeah, could be boom. interesting. Boom. Although, you know what? We might be more excited about the PGA when it moves the schedule next year. And it's earlier in the year. And we end the year with the Open. That feels better to me. That feels much better. Actually, you know what? That might be why I don't like it so much. Because even though it's a major, it doesn't have an identity. And it's the final one. And I'm like bummed that we don't have any more after this. And it ends with one that sucks. So I think perhaps its schedule shift could be the best thing that happens to it. So basically all of our ideas, scrap them and just let the tour do the schedule change they're going to do anyways. Keep the cage match. That one feels like a good thing. Okay. Okay. We'll keep the cage match. Uh, and honestly, in a Ryder Cup year, let's be honest, that's what we're really looking forward to at the end of the year. So Cage match. You're right. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, St. Louis, uh, since it's my hometown, born and raised, I just want to give everybody a preview of what you're going to hear in the telecast at least 10 times uh, while you're listening. So they're going to show Bush Stadium, the home of my beloved St. Louis Cardinals, and talk about how, base- how St. Louis is a baseball town. Uh, they're going to talk about that at least 10 times. They're probably going to do, you know how they actually do this a lot in football too, where they go into the city and they kind of show you the staples from a food perspective, sure. give you a little taste of the town. They're mm-hmm. going to show toasted raviolis. It's basically fried ravioli with meat on the inside, a staple in St. Louis. Wow. Innovative. Uh, yeah. It's, it's delicious. Dip it in marinara, a little mm. Parmesan on top. Fantastic. Sounds exquisite. Uh, it'll probably be on the hill, what they call it, which is like little Italy in St. Louis. Uh, they'll show that. Obviously, the arch. That might be 20 plus times, you know, gateway to the last major. Heard of it? I mean, yeah. Are we the chances over under on the amount of Goodyear blimp shots we get of the arch and the golf course? They might show the arch more than the course. OK. 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 Uh, lastly, they're probably going to talk about good men, Midwestern fans. Uh, and I'm on the fence if they're going to talk about the Rams leaving, and that's why the sports fans are so supportive of a major coming back to Bell Reef. Because remember, guys, I don't know if you guys know this, and they'll probably talk about this on Golf Channel, but the last time that most PGA Tour pros uh, ever saw Bell Reef Country Club was in 2001, the weekend of 9-11. That's when the BMW Championship was there. They canceled the event. Tiger actually talked about it in his presser today that he all planes were grounded, obviously. And so he took the courtesy car and drove 17 hours home. Oh. Um, and I was like, huh, did the, uh, did the courtesy car company appreciate that? I don't yeah. know. Ambien's uh, a hell of a drive. But, um, but yeah, so 
nobody knows the course and it'll be interesting and they'll probably talk about that 10 times as well now what are what are the chances that all of that is increased tenfold if joe buck was announcing oh well yeah you can 10x that that number okay that's but, what i said you know i'm a joe buck guy because of the roots so sure, sure. but speaking of st louis insights mm-hmm. uh, i can't name my source oh but an insider secret a guy i know was taken around uh bell reeve a week ago and actually, when I was there a month ago, I should start with this. I was told that there was the risk of them losing their greens. Um, the greens Here. were not looking good a month ago. I've heard that they are. It is immaculate now. But the question is, are they immaculate because they're immaculate? Or are they immaculate because the rumor that I heard says they've painted the greens? Wow. that. That's tough to watch. <laughs> yeah. Apparently hasn't rained in St. Louis in oh. about a month. And so uh, they're afraid it's going to get burnt out because it's hot as shit. Can't um, they just fucking water them? Yeah. You can keep that in mind. If if you think the greens look too green, Augusta-like, yeah. that's why. Okay. Um, that's the last thing PJ needs is to have a U.S. Open type of controversy about shitty greens. But carry on. What, yeah. what else do we got? So, yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. Okay. I think um, before we dive into our first segment, which is sports psychologists, which we always do for the majors, um, I would first like to say you're welcome to Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth, where that was our two sports psychologists. I think DJ took the slow release mm. pill from the sports mm-hmm. psychologist yourself mm-hmm. because that didn't hit him until last week, the week he's, after the open. Cause he missed a cut in the open. Yeah. He's got to hear it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Spieth for me, uh, heard me loud and clear and almost got himself a back to back cleric. Jaws. So you're welcome. But, uh, who are you taking Strat? Who are you sitting down? Okay. Um, step into my office. Good to see you. I think, I think we've seen you before, but, uh, have a seat, Ricky Fowler. You know, here we are again. Same kind of conversation, talking about the same stuff, but having the uh, same outcomes, okay? You need a win. Everybody knows it. You've got a beautiful now fiancé, okay? Things are good at the home front. Um, You had a successful debut of your new show, okay? You're a TV man. You're basically LeBron James. Um, It's time to get the monkey off the back, and what better time to do it than at the PGA? You can fly under the radar. Nobody gives a shit, okay? Jamie Walker, he's healthy now. You don't got to worry about him walking around giving Lyme disease to everybody. Head out there on Sunday. I want to see a complete orange leisure suit, okay? Not just orange short, orange pants, orange shirt. I'm talking a leisure suit, built-in belt. Go low on Sunday. Get the win that everybody knows that you deserve. Get that monkey off the back, and then you can start spreading on with the good shit, like the Masters next year. Okay, Rick? Get out of here. Good talk. Did you say built-in belt? Built-in belt. Oh, Dear, look into I don't even it. know what that is. Look into it. It's simple. Okay. Leisure suit. Okay, that's homework for all of you. Google built-in belt. It would be a bit anticlimactic, wouldn't it, if Ricky's first major was a PGA? But then again, but, JT did it last year, and everybody... I mean, it's still a major. I get it. It opened up the floodgates, too. Plus, it's the perfect one for him to, uh, to, to break the seal, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's got to have the least pressure of any major. Has to. Hands down. Also, if he still has that mustache that I've been seeing, it's a very sexual look. Okay. Oh. That bodes well. Okay. You look up built-in belt, and I don't think you can find a picture of a man without a mustache in one of those things. Okay. Also, the Twitter during uh, PJ Week for us is going to be lit because all my buddies back home 
have already booked uh, the nicest steakhouses for reservations on Tuesday and Wednesday night, hoping Uh-oh. that they can see some strange stuff. Okay. So I'll be getting some texts. Okay, stay tuned. Okay. All right, who are you talking to? All right. Uh, Francesco Molinari, please take a seat. First of all, congratulations. You won a major. I don't remember what year it was, but there was a picture rolling around of you caddying for your brother, Eduardo, at the Masters. That wasn't that long ago. You have really skyrocketed, and I'm going to be honest with you. You've out-punted the coverage, okay? You have peaked at such a level that nobody expected. I think it's time to just accept that. You're gonna, you got your cleric jug. Mail it in, man. Enjoy the week, okay? You don't need to do anything extra. And quite frankly, the golf fan doesn't need to see back-to-back majors for Francesco Molinari. If we see back-to-back majors from Francesco Molinari in the same year that Patrick Reed wins the Masters, and it's the same year we predicted it's going to be the best season ever, we might have to just shut off the podcast. Okay? So for us, mail it in. Maybe make the cut on the number. You know, bring the claret jug out at dinner one of the nights, but enough's enough. Wow. I mean, the guy's just eating pasta and winning golf tournaments. But, hey, maybe he needs to hear it. Maybe you're right. All right. So, wow, it really took a lot out of me. <laughs> you want to take a deep breath? Yeah, okay. All right. You're, All right. you're fine. He's back. Uh, Strat, I don't think there's really anything better that we can talk about than Tiger Woods. Oh. We haven't talked about Tiger in a little while. And... I think it's about time going into the last major of the year when we really had no idea what to expect this year. We need to put his year in perspective for a second. Mm. Okay. Mm. He's played in 12 events. Mm-hmm. He's made 10 cuts. He's made eight top 25s of those four top tens in one second. You want to talk about his stats for a second? He's uh top six in strokes gained approach to green. Okay. Around. The green and tee to green. He's 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 also doing well. Unfortunately, 56th in putting, okay? And even worse, he's 119th off the tee. So that's no big surprise to anyone who's followed the big cat, okay? he He's usually lights out with the flat stick. And off the tee, I mean, he can be shaky at times, right? I mean, we all remember Torrey Pines, U.S. Open. It wasn't good off the tee, okay? It was tough to watch. But he still was able to use all of those other skills to to rally around and to, to make good rounds great. So if he can improve the putting, which I think is entirely possible, I'm still I don't know how I feel about the new putter, but so be it. But he uh, he improves the putting, gets even 50 percent better off the tee, and I mean I think shit is lights out. Yeah, I mean besides wins, I don't think we could have expected anything like this. And you're right, it is crazy with the mallet, but you know, hey. We're technology guys. Numbers you guys. Take it where you can, you know. <laughs> but here's the funny thing: before we get into this year, and I know you have something to say to the guy in the stands at the open. Nah, um, I didn't know this until DJ just won his third event, and everybody was talking about the stat. But Tiger Woods had the most wins since 2008 until DJ just won his third this year. Just let Got that it. sink in for a second. That's fucking crazy. That might be the most impressive stat of his entire career is from tw- 2008 till now, that's 10 years where he hasn't done a whole lot. Granted, he has had his year where he came back and he won five times, but still, Justin Thomas just did that last year, right? I mean, that's crazy. It's insane. And I think you hear all of these guys talk about, oh, it'd be so great. I want to be there on Sunday. 
duking it out with Tiger. They have no fucking idea. And if Tiger gets even 60% close to what he used to be, he's going to be wiping the floor with these sons of bitches. I personally cannot wait to see fucking Justin Thomas get his ass handed to him by Tiger Woods on Sunday. Okay, he likes to play all you like they're like they're buddies and everything. A little bitch boy needs to get embarrassed oh. Oh. by the big cat. Okay, <laughs> and while I'm on the subject, I'm fired up. Okay, I'm charged. That motherfucker who yelled in Tiger's backswing on 18 at the Open. I heard you know, uh, boo this man. I heard people you know uh, admonishing that guy. If they didn't take him out back and cram a three wood up his ass and kick him into some kind of uh, quarry or something, then we need to find him and do it ourselves because that was fucking absurd. No way that guy was Scottish. Not a chance. No way. No, fuck no. They're they're the they're you're you're gonna love this. They're the St. Louis baseball fans of the oh, Gulf. Okay, so all right. if they want to if they want to stake their reputation on how much they know about the game, then I hope they murdered that man. Guy knows his audience. You know, Strat. It's really funny you bring up the other guys on tour because we received a lot of tweet replies today about how. And we'll, we'll go into this because we have a lot to talk about Tiger and how unbelievable his year is considering everything he's been through. Uh, and it's not the stuff you normally think of that he's been through. Like, we'll get specific about it. But uh, there's a lot of people tweeting at us saying, well, you know, these guys aren't scared anymore. They, they want it to happen. They welcome the competition. It's this new generation. You know what? I get that. Are guys as scared as they used to be? No. But I will say that the guys that they're talking about in this new generation haven't seen Tiger playing his best when they are inside the ropes. So I can guarantee you that if Tiger starts winning, which he will, based on what we're about to talk about, then they will start to get a little intimidated because everything points to him doing that if he can stay healthy. And let's be honest, why wouldn't he? It's fusion. I mean, you, first of all, let's just talk about, can we invest in fusion? Is that something we can do? Because it seems like it's uh, it's, gang, it's going gangbusters at can the moment. Can we preventative fusion? Like just, <laughs> just fuse? Just diffuse so that love the, sure we love have no the, issues? Yeah, I'd love to just get in on the fusion IPO. So let's keep our <laughs> ear to the grindstone on that one. I'd like to uh, you know throw a little cash that way. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, you're, uh, you're preaching to the choir on this one. Everything is trending strong to quite strong and and you know that tiger he's playing the kind of fucking chummy all shucks attitude which is not his normal uh uh role on the golf course but once that dude gets a little blood in the water he's he's gonna get shark eyes they're gonna roll into the back of his head and he's gonna go into fucking tiger vision and shit's gonna go down and i can't wait to watch it well let's talk about that for a second because we all know fusion coming into the season Obviously never played with it. He's basically playing with a new body. He had no idea what to expect. We didn't know what to expect. He's cyborg from Justice League. Okay. New body. That's A. B, new equipment. Before we go into the rest, a lot of times guys have shitty years because they change manufacturers and they're testing new equipment or they get married or something personal happens. And we write off the whole season. We're like, okay, yeah, he was kind of in the transition year. He'll come back and play better. Right? So keep that in mind. So fuse back, new back. New equipment. He's tweaked. He talked today about it. Tweaked the equipment. He's got new three wood. New. He probably has like five different shafts that he's swapped in and out. He's changed the settings on his on his woods and his driver. Gapper. Multiple times. He's he's used new clubs at the Gapper. open. Gapper. I know you love the Gapper. 
Gapper. And after all of those changes and unknowns, he's won almost three times this year, maybe three to four, if you include times where he was in a bit contention earlier in the tournament, including a major. And this guy hasn't been playing competitively in maybe two years. So if you don't think this guy is going to win multiple more majors after everything we just said, you're insane. You're a fool. One guy replied to us today after I tweeted this, and he goes, so I guess I'm insane. Kill yourself. I go, well, or we could call it you're off your rocker. It's really up to you how you want to put it. Delete your account. Okay. We blocked him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing I'll say about Tiger, this is a question for you, Strat, is do we actually want him to win the WGC this week as his first win back? Yes, absolutely. Okay. He, he needs a win quickly. I think he, like Ricky, just needs to get – first of all, the story will be fucking outrageous. The shit that's going to play on ESPN for the week after is going to be out of control. Shout out to uh, Lee Singer. Um, mm-hmm. If he can get a win at the WGC, I might actually give a shit about the PGA because he's going to be going in hot and he might have a chance to win another major. So if he can just get, like I said, a little bit of blood in the water, gets his uh, you know, his spidey senses tingling, and we're going to have a, a very – positive situation headed into Belrick. See, it's funny because I could see that side of it. Part of me deep down doesn't want him to win this week at the WGC because granted WGCs are huge wins. You know, Tiger is the most WGC wins of any player in history. So that'd be a huge, it's, you know, versus an incredible field, a major like field. But a part of me doesn't want him to have all those expectations, which, you know, you could say he's going to have anyways going into the PGA. But Bell Reeve really isn't a course, you know, I think more of us thought he'd have a chance to win at the Open because of his ability to hit irons off the tee than a Bell Reeve where you got to hit a lot of drivers and you got to hit the fairway and you got to hit greens. Um, he's good at hitting greens. Obviously, his putting needs to improve. But part of me wants to go in, wants him to go into the PGA as under the radar as possible so that he could pull a rabbit out of his hat and and make something happen. But either way, let's be honest. If he wins a World Golf Championship or wins a tournament in general, you and I will throw each other into the pool because we're going to be together this weekend at the Ricky Cup. Mm. Shout out Mm. to the Mm. boys. And it's going to be crazy to be all together watching that. So We got the blackout packed. If he wins on Sunday, we blackout on Monday. So. Yeah, feel free to join in. Hashtag significant others, right? We get back from a golf trip. Tiger wins. We got to meet back up and black out. Yeah. Hashtag blackout packed. Follow okay. us on Twitter and Instagram. We're a little old for that, but you know, it's for Tiger. Yeah. So is Tiger, but okay. you want to see me complain. All right. Shifting away from Tiger for a second. Tiger shit. There was a couple meltdowns recently, oh. and I want to oh. say golf's God. better for it. You know, it's <laughs> I, it couldn't have happened to two more perfect gentlemen. Oh, two of the best guys, yeah. too. Two of the biggest sons of bitches on the PGA Tour, Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau. Um, you okay? I, I'm going to pick my favorite, and I, I think we're on either sides of the fence here. I thought Bryson's was better. You think Patrick's is better? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just walk us through what happened with uh, Patty? So this guy's playing in Europe, and there's two. There's a camera guy, and I think the audio guy. Classic, classic tandem. And they're standing by him. And Patrick just stops. Maybe I should actually drop the audio in here. Yeah, let's actually cut to that. We'll cut to that. Well, the producer, turn that on. Well, thank you. Stop. 
Patrick Reed on Thursday grew frustrated with the camera crew at the Porsche European Open in Germany for making too much noise. While Reed was preparing to hit a shot just off the green, he stopped and demanded the camera crew move away from him. You're rattling change in your pocket. That's what I'm pointing at you for. Well, thank you. Stop. Reed's caddy could be seen trying to direct the cameraman away before Reed stopped. Well, thank you. Stop. No, I need you all to go over there on that yeah, side please. of the Go. You can just walk away. I need camera yeah. guy too since he's partying. Sorry. He, he lost privileges by going like that with change. Two people walked away while one person holding a microphone stayed in the same spot. I'm not hitting until y'all get the heck out of here. Like, completely out of here. Of course, all golfers are sensitive about distractions while they prepare to hit the ball. Ridiculous. Reed likely didn't do himself any favors given the already shake of view of him on the PGA Tour. Golf Channel, warning to all camera crews, do not jingle your change around Patrick Reed. You're rattling change in your pocket. That's what I'm pointing at you for. Well, thank you. Stop. Well, thank you. Stop. (laughs) So you basically heard it. It's everybody has heard that he's a dick. And I think everybody that's why nobody really got excited when he won the Masters. But I think this was crazy because how dumb can you be? When people already suspect that about you and you just gave them every reason to hate you. He basically said, get out of my sight. I'm not going to hit my shot until you get the hell out of here. Hey, newsflash, buddy. He's the cameraman. That's his job. I actually, you know, I really feel like the cameraman should have stepped up for himself. And this is kind of, I was thinking about if I was the cameraman, this is what I would say. Oh. I would stand there and I continue filming you and I'd let you make a fool of yourself. Hashtag good TV. And Patrick Reed refusing to hit the shot only puts him on the clock to eventually hurt his score. And guess what? He hurt his score. He gets less pocket change like your boy right here. So hit the damn shot, Porky. That's what I'd say to him, okay? I got pocket change because guess what? I'm working. He has more control over that than Bryson does over his golf game, even though they're the best players in the world. Patrick Reed could decide to go crazy on a, a cameraman, and it was the dumbest most absurd thing i've maybe ever seen on the golf course okay uh you're not wrong on a lot of those things however it must have been something in the water in germany because this is the same tournament that bryson lost his shit he what was he four or five strokes ahead heading into the last three or four holes <laughs> the one thing i will say even though it was fun to watch um because he just seems like an asshole i gotta say i sympathize with a lot of the shots he was hitting and I sympathize with a lot of the complaints he was throwing out there. Cause he was pretty vocal about what was going on. But uh, at one point he cursed the winds uh, asking how could the wind change that quickly? I mean, we've been there. You tell me you haven't hit a shot and, and just told the wind to eat shit after it didn't do what you thought it was going to do. That's a familiar, that's familiar territory for we've everybody. Yeah. Uh, duck hooks, snap hooks aggressively drive into the, into the water. I mean, water should not even have been in play. Of course, ball finds the water. We've all been there, you know. You could you could carry a pitching wedge a hundred yards every day every day of the week. You throw a little pond in front of you, and that you're gonna scull that bitch straight into the water. So that was that was nice to see. And then uh, just the putting was was brutal. And then his hissy fit as he walked off the green and uh, just kind of touched the the winner's hand rather than shook it. Um, 
I've been there too. You know, nothing like going into the 19th hole hot and fired up. I mean, coming off of the open at Carnoustie, is it fair to say that that four hole stretch at the end of his round was a bigger blow up than Van Levelt going into 18? Uh, well, completely different tournaments and uh, completely different consequences oh. and, and stakes, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> equally, equally difficult. Um, but I don't know, man. There's something about yeah, something about watching Bryson get pissed off. It's it's just it's satisfying. That was the definition of tough to watch. I don't really think I've was. ever seen a guy blow up like that in the last four holes. Um, <laughs> the and, commentators were so fucking good too. The the British commentators with their dry humor. Um, it was it it was all perfect. It's it's just exquisite theater. I highly suggest that you. You know what? Why don't we put the link in the show notes? You know what? I'll drop the link in the show notes. If you guys haven't seen the YouTube video of of Bryson in the last four holes, incredible. One of the announcers goes, "I think that's off the planet. <laughs> it is off the planet. That's out of this world." Yeah. As he hits it, OB, incredible. I think Patrick Reed. You you think Bryson? So to caveat, before we talk talk, we're going to talk about a few guys, and we're going to look at betting odds. Uh, for the PGA and, and your guys' pools. I would say, would you agree the PGA Championship is by far the most unpredictable uh, major to, to try and yes. choose? Yes, absolutely, hands down. I mean, if Keegan Bradley and Duffner can can hoist those Wanamakers, I mean, anybody anybody can win. <laughs> so, Truly. Okay, first thing I want to talk through real quick before we go into the betting odds is Spieth. So it's kind of crazy. Who knows what he'll do at the the at Firestone WGC? You know, maybe he'll do well and then he'll come in with a lot of um, a lot of buzz. But it'll be interesting to see at the start of the week if the career Grand Slam is as talked about as we think it will. But it feels like a shitty year for Spieth, right? Like he almost won the Masters, he almost won the Open, but everything in between is is crazy putting woes, and everybody thinks he's struggling. And and he could. It feels so Spieth. Wouldn't it to just have this year where he he kind of blew it on Sunday at the open and he comes and he wins a career grand slam at 25. Yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, he he just seems like a dude that shows up at the majors and pulls some shit out of his ass. And uh, I mean, it's the per again, the perfect major for such a storyline. Right. Yeah. Um. I could absolutely see that happening. For sure. And additionally, Justin Rose just withdrew from the WGC today, citing back spasms. And we thought this was hilarious. Rose, quote, in a deleted message, tweeted a picture of himself and teacher Sean Foley on the driving range, hitting balls an hour before the announcement. Why is he deleting it? Something's happened there. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is DJ slipping and falling on the steps at Masters territory, but something strange is it's happening there. I mean, was Sean putting like weird training aids, tin cup style, on him, and and Rose got a little, uh, a little triggered by it and didn't want people to to look into it too much. I mean, what's going on? I, I don't know. I think she, maybe perhaps some of uh, Sean's hair gel got uh, onto mm. Justin Rose's grips and he tweaked a finger. I'm not sure. Okay, well, hopefully he's back for the PGA because we both so. got him on our team. So Yeah, we need him. We need him. Okay, let's talk betting odds. So as of yesterday, the 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 favorite shocker for the PGA is DJ at 10-1. to 1. The next tier is Spieth and Rory at 12-1. to 1. 
The third tier is Tiger, JT, and Ricky at ah. sixteen to one. Just Rosie's at eighteen to one. That'll probably change. And then Brooks and John Rahm are twenty to one. So we can start with those top tiers and see if there's anybody that you want to call out. If you were going to throw some Skrilla on this, who who you like? Skrilla. I haven't heard that one in a while. Sure. So thanks for that. You're that welcome. was nice. Um, I think DJ. You always have to talk about him. Um, Justin Rose. I don't know. I like to see how that mysterious back injury is doing. Uh, I think, unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say it, the great pretender, JT, oh. is someone that you've got to look at. Oh, wow. And I think uh, I think I like Brooks, too. Yeah. Brooks is just kind of just kind of fucks around on the course. And next thing you know, he's winning tournaments. So he could I could totally see him winning as well. Yeah, I agree. The 20 to one tier is interesting because you got Brooks and Rom. And yeah. I feel like Riviera is one of those places where. You know, you got to hit fairways, and the PGA historically would favor longer hitters, right? And you got to hit greens. And mm. both those guys put on clinics from a ball striking standpoint. So I could see those guys winning the PGA. Uh, Fleetwood's interesting. We were talking off air. I feel like Fleetwood is as hot as anyone, really, in the majors. I mean, Finau's the only guy to have three top tens. So we can talk about him, too. But, um, I don't see Fleetwood doing well at a PGA. It just doesn't fit. It just doesn't feel right. And to your point off air, you said, well, maybe that's when exactly he's going to win. But it's crazy yeah. to think that Fleetwood won't win one. Same thing with DJ. DJ still has one major, which is crazy. Exactly. And Fleetwood kind of seems like one of those dudes. It's like you're not sure if he's all in on the PGA. You're not sure if he's all in on the European tour. I think until he kind of... Guys that are successful on the PGA Tour are probably playing at, what, 75% of their calendar? And I think Tommy's more of a 60-40 split the other way towards Europe. So this could be a nice little stamp on his passport mm. that uh, that kind of unfurls that red carpet and says, hey, Tommy, why don't you go ahead and take a seat in the U.S. and start winning some tournaments? Interesting. I tell you what, I'd say the most interesting tier, and I don't even know if this is right. It's so mm. crazy. But um, what we have listed, maybe we need to check our sources. The 50 to 1 column oh. has Phil, Bubba, Sergio, Finau, Xander, and Kuchar. Well, we already know Sergio's never winning again, so we can rule him out. Okay, so Sergio's out, clearly. <laughs> Bubba's a three time winner, and I could see yeah. him winning a PGA. Of any major other than the Masters, I could see him winning a PGA for sure. So Bubba, 10 to win 500, hell yeah. Finau is the only guy to get three top tens. Again, long as hell. Hell yeah. Oh, Xander yeah. almost just won the Open. So, oh, yeah. Fine with that. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and your boy Bryson's at 60 to 1. Uh, so, well, take it or leave it. Leishman's also at 60 to 1. I had Leishman at uh, the Open in, the, in one of yeah. my pools. That felt like a, like a done deal. But he's another dude who's sneaky. This could be a perfect spot for him. He's a hell of a ball striker. You know, he uh, he can he can make his way around a difficult course. Yeah, and you know what? Our boy uh, Kevin Chapel had a great showing. Chap Daddy. So who knows? Maybe he keeps it going. So all right, we talked through a lot of guys. Uh, let's end it with if you had to put money on one guy, forget the odds, just. One guy you think really has a good chance to win that you could see winning. Who who do you like? 
I don't even think we prepped this, so we're going to go off. No, the this is literally from the hip. I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood. Something wow. about us talking about him. You know, I think I've said it before. Saw him at Riviera. I said, good luck, Tommy. Gave him a high five. We had a moment. We're basically best friends. Still waiting on that invite uh, to his next Sunday round. But I think the dude's in a good spot. I think he's feeling confident. People are starting to talk to him as an actual contender. Um, this could be one of those ones because it's so fucking random and all over the place where he just kind of slips in. Next, I mean, he's been competitive in a, a lot of final rounds of majors, and I think this could be the one that he punches through on. Okay. I've got two. Kind of a cop-out. Okay, it's not allowed, um, but go ahead. I, <laughs> I love poetry and storylines, and I think it's the most speed thing ever to have a... Sh- a, not a shitty year. He's got, he's had a decent year when you consider the majors, but underperforming from his standards. To win the career Grand Slam, he's the type of guy that when he... I mean, he did it with the Masters, right? He blew it, and then he came back the next year, and he won it. Uh, I could see him doing the same thing with the Sunday he had at the Open and use the career Grand Slam almost as, as fuel and win that because ball striking and hitting greens is going to be a huge thing there. And he's as good as anyone this year for that. Secondly, we didn't talk about him. Jason Day. Oh, God. I know. He only he has a PGA, right? Whistling straights. And this guy has won twice this year, which we've all forgotten. And uh, Jason Day is putting, I think he's like number one in strokes gained and number one in scrambling. And so that's a good stat. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and he hits the ball really high and he hits it long so if that's not pga i mean he's already won one uh, i could see jason day coming back everybody forgets that he's won two because he hasn't had a top 10 i think in at least a month plus so um i think jason day or, or bubba could potentially make a, a run yeah so i guess you know, three guys in as long as there's not too much pollen in the air and his sinuses don't start acting up and he needs to have you know emergency sinus transplant surgery then yeah he might have a chance but uh, i'll wait to see if he's actually healthy day of yeah someone should tell jason that it's very humid in st louis in august oh boy and you better you stay eat too many toasted raviolis at night yeah that can lead i mean you want to talk about vertigo try throwing down six or seven toasted ravs on the hill yeah the toasted ravs on the hill love that you picked that up real impressed <laughs> Uh, can create some serious inner ear issues. So he needs to watch out for that. Yeah. Okay. okay. But I'm pumped. Yeah, just, same. Actually, maybe I'm fired up now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the I think we just, we just fired ourselves up, and by that, hopefully it extended to you guys out there. So You're welcome. All right. Well, we're going to do our best. We're going to be on opposite teams in the Ricky Cup this weekend. We're both the number one seeds. So best of luck to you, Strat. And we're going to have a hell of a match on Saturday. I'm sure it'll be featured on the Par Train Insta story. And uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll fire this thing up. We got the last major of the year. Glory's last hole or Glory's last shot for, for Rory. A good, yeah, there it is. Glory's last shot for Rory. Okay. Unlike anything you've never not seen. Yeah, just Glory. like the TP5X. Okay. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey,